Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, everybody, to this special season preview edition of of Football Futures with me, Greg Bell, Northwest Football Writer of the Year 2024, was robbed in 2023. Um, hope you're all doing very well. I figured the best thing we can do before we crack on with the season proper next week when everything kicks off is maybe have a little look at how things are going to pan out over the top four divisions in English football over the course of the next season. Now we're going to look at the top four divisions today. Um, ready for the 2025-2026 season. Um, so obviously, I'll spend a couple of minutes on the little lower leagues and then spend the vast majority of the time on the moneymaker, the English Premier League. Uh, of course, we're going into a World Cup year and England manager Kike Sanchez-Flores will be hoping for glory in the World Cup next year. Can England topple the holders Holland or possibly get past the European Championship holders Italy? Only time will tell. I'm sure we'll all be singing Badil and Skinner yet again this coming summer. Anyway, cracking on. League Two. Now, in League Two this season, all eyes are going to be on Accrington Stanley. Yes, who are they? Uh, they finished ninth last year in League Two, and now they welcome a new manager, somewhat of a big name, arguably one of the biggest names to ever ply his trade in League Two as a manager, and that is the one, the only Frank Lampard. Um, I mean, you can expect now Accrington Stanley to become the most popular team in League Two with all journalists like me as we clamour to get sweet, sweet Frankie Baby to talk to us and possibly make us his friend. Um, Had a terrible spell after Chelsea with Norwich. He was caretaker manager there. Did awfully. Uh, Has a little break from football and is now back with Accrington Stanley. It'll be very interesting to see how they do this coming season. We have two new boys to the Football League. Uh, one has been there before. Dagenham Redbridge promoted as champions from the National League last year. They've been at this level before. They know what it's all about. And then AFC filed in their first ever season in the Football League proper. Again, be interesting to see what happens with them there. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. And a special mention quickly to the National League. Um, one big team that did get relegated from League Two last season was, of course, Bolton Wanderers, who've had a terrible few seasons. Uh, but obviously, they're a massive club and everyone's expecting them to bounce back, even though all evidence would point to the contrary, as they have steadily got worse and worse and poorer and poorer in terms of finances over the course of the last few years. So my picks for League Two, uh, I think looking at promotion, I think you're looking at Scunthorpe who were relegated from League One last year, Forest Green Rovers who are pretty decent at this standard, uh, Doncaster Rovers underneath Phil Parkinson, I expect them to do pretty well. Obviously, Accrington are definitely going to be champions because of sweet, sweet Frankie baby. And then Swindon Town, they may sneak into contention under the stewardship of Stuart Pearce. And I think relegated... Leighton Orient haven't been great over the past couple of seasons. Have bounced between National League and League Two. I think they're unfortunately going to go down again. And Solihull Moors hung on by the skin of their teeth last season. Uh, can't see them doing it again this year. Up into League One. So I think favourites for the division here are recently relegated Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, first time at this level for quite some time. I expect them and their huge Hillsborough Stadium to bounce back as quickly as possible, despite the financial troubles they've been through in the previous couple of seasons. Uh, I think they're going to be expecting quite a lot of their 23-year-old centre-forward, uh, Joe Gilhart. Uh, he, a lot was expected of him. He went from Wigan to West Ham to Newcastle United, only a handful of games in the top flight. Now he's appearing at League One. He is definitely one to watch. And it'll be interesting to see if Sheffield Wednesday can hold on to him if he has a good early start to the season and January rolls around and they still need the money. I think the two other relegated teams from the Championship, Salford and Ipswich, less likely to bounce back uh, immediately. Everyone knows League One is a difficult division to get out of. I think looking at promotion, I think Sheffield Wednesday are going to be champions. Because uh, again... Huge club, got to be champions. As a journalist, you just have to favour the huge clubs. I mean, it's nothing to do with them being any good. It's literally all to do with trying to get people to listen to what on earth I'm saying. And then we have Grimsby Town, finished fourth last season. Uh, they're still doing okay. They lost their goalkeeper, uh, Blondie Nuku, to Philadelphia Union, which was a bizarre move. But he, he led the league in clean sheets last season. So that will be a big loss for them. However, very well marshaled team, very well organised. I think Charlton Athletic under Chris Powell, they've got a good chance. 
and maybe even Steve Bruce's Lincoln will sneak in as he amends his dinner lady-like tactics to give them a chance of qualifying for the championship. And then looking at relegation, I think Wrexham are probably going to get relegated. Had two great seasons on the bounce. Promoted from the National League, then promoted from League Two. Hung on by the skin of their teeth last season. But I think their very in-demand manager, Aaron McLean, is possibly going to move on this season. And then once he's gone, I think it's going to be very difficult for them. I think Walsall, they came up through the playoffs last season. Only finished seventh in League Two. It's a bit of a stretch for them to be able to stay in League One this season. And I think Mansfield Town, they're also going to struggle. And Exeter, despite the excellence, Fred Onyadinma are possibly going to get relegated. Into your championship. Obviously a very important league. Some would say the sixth most important league in the entirety of Europe. After, of course, the Premier League, which is right at the tip top of the mountain as the greatest league ever invented by football ever. Uh, and then probably the Bundesliga and Spain and some other places. Then it's the championship because, of course, promotion from the championship means that you get to play in the Premier League. The pinnacle of all football ever invented ever by anyone ever. So the relegated clubs going into the championship season. Eddie Howe's Aston Villa, massive club. You've got to expect them to do well. Maurizio Pellegrino's Brentford, not so much a massive club, but managed by a wily Argentine and still playing that money ball that seems to have done them well over the last few years. And then you've got Vincent Kompany's Crystal Palace, terrible in the Premier League last year, but he played for Manchester City, so he's definitely going to be a good manager. And they arguably have the best player in the division in Harry Winks in the middle of their midfield. Promoted into the championship, Rotherham, runaway leaders of League One last season, won it by an absolute mile, managed by Nigel Adkins. Um, you'd expect them to do decently, possibly end up in mid-table. Paul Hurst, Colchester, also promoted, came second last season. I think they'll do okay, but again, might be difficult for them to stay up. And then you've got MK Dons, uh, managed by Michel Prudhomme. And it doesn't really matter what I say at this point. It's MK Dons. Are you listening to this now? Do you support MK Dons? Of course you don't, because you're not a horrible, horrible human being. The return of MK Dons to this level of football is about as welcome as the coronavirus that ruined the season in 2019-2020. So I think promoted from the championship... Obviously, Aston Villa, they've got a big stadium. It holds over 40,000 people. Why would you want to bet against anyone else? I think Palace will be second because, again, massive club. They've played in the Premier League a lot. They've got a lot of money. And then Bristol City, I think, will come up through the playoffs, primarily because they're managed by Nuno Espirito Santo, and he is the sexiest man to ever have a beard. You can't think of anyone sexier. You can't. Some players to watch out for. I think you should watch out for Villa's Zelikan Bakayev, uh, partly because I feel really special that I can say his name as well as I just managed to do so. But he's a fantastic, tricky wing player. And again, if he played for a smaller team like Brentford, let's say, he would definitely be snapped up during the transfer window by a much bigger Premier League club. But he plays for Aston Villa and they are a massive, massive club. Birmingham's Albion Ajeti. He's a great player as well. Birmingham had a couple of decent seasons and could well be pushing for the playoffs. Portsmouth simply love a video just because it's a great name. But again, a fantastic player who's probably going to move on to bigger things. And Stoke City's Thibode Verlinden. They're all just nice names to say if I'm being honest. That's my main issue. 
Now onto the meat of this preview. That's the Premier League. What I'm going to do here, because it's obviously the most important league in the world, I will go through each team individually so you can kind of get a bit of a feel for where I think they're going to finish next season, who their players are to look out for, and you'll be as prepared as possible when the Premier League season kicks off in two weeks' time. Obviously, the less important leagues kick off next week. So then, Arsenal. Managed this season by Eric Ten Hag. Uh, star player Dominic Zobazlai. Dominic Zobazlai. That's the lad. Hungarian. Fantastic player. Love him. Love his work. Arsenal finished sixth last season. Plenty of money in the bank. Plenty of history of doing fairly well in the Europa League with a couple of wins in 2023 and 2024. Um, no trophies last season but a lot of good building work getting them back up to six in the table Gabriel Martinelli really starting to pay off up front Alexis McAllister doing well in the middle of the park and of course fantastic Welsh centre-back in Chris Meppel uh, just stopping things at the back there I think they'll have an okay season Bournemouth yep still in the Premier League I mean they've bounced around a little bit but they're still in the Premier League and for most people, I remember when they were first promoted and I, <laughs> how I laughed back then. And they, Eddie Howe managing them and playing in front of like 8,000 people. And I just laughed and laughed and laughed because how can you play in the Premier League if your stadium doesn't hold 50,000 people and you're not owned by an oil-rich billionaire? It just doesn't make any sense. And yet they have constantly defied belief every single season. Luciano Spalletti I think he'll have his work out this season to do much more than finish just sort of lower mid-table uh, but they've got a good size Jacques Sangare uh, probably their best player but still got David Brooks uh, a good young player in Jacob Brun Larsen as well um, and a bit of a coup in that they managed to sign Ricky Puig from uh, Barcelona a couple of seasons back he's taken a while to bed in but still a decent player Brighton and Hove Albion uh, Nico Kovac leading them this season. Uh, ben White, arguably their star player. 14th was where they managed to finish last season. Um, again, you can't see them doing much better than that this year. Um, but they've still got a decent squad. Uh, and they'll be a threat to some people, especially when they play at home. Burnley, managed by the evergreen Sean Dyche. He's never going to leave there, is he? I don't know if it's because no one else wants him, but he's just never going to go. Ever. Captained and some, hel some would say helmed by their star player, right back James Justin. Um, got a lot of money in the bank. It's finished 12th in the Premier League last year. They've not been anywhere for the last decade or so. Managed to stick around the Premier League, keeping the money in the bank. They're doing all right. Um, again, mid-table's probably realistic. Might have a decent cup run. Um, Stanislav Lobotka, great player that they've got uh, applying his trade there at the moment. And again, I think I think they'll do okay. I don't think they're going to get relegated, but they'll be all right. They're on to Chelsea, disappointingly finishing eighth last season. You remember earlier in the decade, uh, they had a great couple of seasons under Frank Lampard before that all went very, very wrong. Um, Lucien Favre um, he's not been in the job particularly long there but he's got a lot to do to turn their fortunes around 8th last season is not good enough at all but they do have Kai Havertz uh, in their midfield uh, which you would argue one of the best players in Europe 
um, is going to make them a threat this year. Uh, won the Carabao Cup, of course, last year, but no one cares about that, really. Um, <clears throat> but it's been a couple of years since they won the league. So you think eighth, coming from winning the league in 2023, is not good enough. Just not good enough. Um, still a great team, though. A lot of good players in there. Lewis Cook, Justin Cliver, David Neres, Andreas Christensen, Tammy Abraham still there. They're a good side, um, and I'd expect them to start pushing a little bit more this season. On to Chris Wilder's Everton now. Um, I have to say, as a esteemed football journalist with many respected colleagues who really think I'm genuinely really good at my job. Um, I think that Everton have the best player in the Premier League and that is Jack Grealish. Um, he's been the best player in the Premier League since his days with Aston Villa. Um, he's now the best player in the Premier League with Everton. Um, I can't exactly put my finger on why he's so good. I don't know if it's the really short shorts that he wears. I don't know if it's his inability to stand vertically for any particularly long period of time. All I know is this, every time I watch Everton, it doesn't matter if they score eight goals and he's not involved in any of them. He is the reason that they have won the game, 100%. Jack Grealish, a talisman, an absolute mountain of a man. I think Everton will be okay this season, they'll do all right. Um, finished ninth last season because, you know, sometimes Jack Grealish had a poorly tummy, but a lot of the time, I mean, that was the reason. I mean, if they ever didn't win a game, it was... Just a genuine lack of Jack Grealish that would have obviously been the issue. Still got some good players in the squad, though. Outside of Grealish, who is, of course, head and shoulders above everybody else. Richarlison, uh, Fedor Shalov, Thomas Kosius, uh, Matthias Vital, uh, Calvin Stengs as well. A very tricky winger. And come to Fulham. Managed by Scott Parker, probably the most in-demand young manager, done wonders with Fulham over his tenure there. Um, you would expect him uh, to be in line for probably the first decent job where a manager gets sacked. You know, I know chairman like to try and be patient, but maybe two, three days into the season when a manager is under threat and as journalists immediately turn on him and try and make his life difficult, you would imagine that Scott Parker would immediately be linked with his role. Still a decent side. Uh, Stevan Milovanovic uh, bossing things around there. Uh, Andre Frank Zambo Anguisa still proving to be an inspired signing back in the day. Um, Antiago, uh, sorry, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and uh, Suso, uh, the former Liverpool and AC Milan winger. Uh, again, coming to the end of his career now, but really proving a useful player. Finished 17th last season Fulham, but that's that's good for a team of their size. Leeds United, Dean Smith's Leeds United. Dirty, 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 dirty Leeds United. Uh, Thiago Teixeira, uh, arguably their star player. Decent 10th place finish last season. Um, they've had a good five years in the Premier League now. They're not pulling up any trees and doing fantastically well, but they're a big club and therefore as a football journalist and a football fan, I want to see as many big clubs in the top flights as possible. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's perfectly right that Leeds are in the Premier League, and I mean, it's, if we're honest, wrong that Bournemouth are, but Leeds are there, and we should all celebrate this. Good side: uh, Mark Cucurella, Arta, Jamie Shackleton, Calvin Phillips. A good side, industrious. Dean Smith's got them playing some good football. 
Next, we come to last season's fifth place team, Leicester City, managed by Marcelino. Um, FA Cup runners-up a year ago. I mean, they're not necessarily hitting the high points of their wonderful season in 2016 where I started paying attention to them because they won the Premier League. Prior to that, I had no idea who they are, who they were or where they were from. But when they won the Premier League, the whole world took notice and realised that Leicester City were a Premier League football team and we should all like them because they had won the Premier League. Wilfred indeed is still there and club captain um, fantastic midfielder, dedicated much of his career to being there now, now in his late 20s. Uh, Lewis Felipe, Kingsley Coman and Callum Hudson-Odoi make them a very tricky prospect indeed. Had a great season last season, arguably going to have another decent season this year, especially with their now expanded stadium, uh, now holding 45,000 people, meaning they're a big club and they are worthy of my attention. Liverpool. Finished second last season. Uh, brand new manager, jean Piero Raimondi. Their brand new manager incoming from Real Madrid. Uh, club still captained by Trent Alexander-Arnold, everyone's favourite private schoolboy. Uh, incredibly rich team, you would argue, are always going to do well. Uh, Runners-up in the Champions League a couple of years ago. Uh, world champions in 2025 under the new format. Uh, and the Europa League winners in 2024 sadly a Premier League title still evades them because of the abandoned season in 2020 due to the coronavirus they've never managed to get close again to winning the league arguably last season the closest they're going to come finished second and they've got a good side Joe Gomez still playing at the back there Adrian Rabio, Naby Keita still in midfield there and Lisandro Martinez um, they're going to do well again this season will they win the league? Probably not. I feel that it's probably never going to happen. Manchester City up next. Uh, arguably having the most frightening striker in the Premier League in their team in Erling Haaland. Uh, managed by Thomas Tuchel. Uh, finished fourth last season, which is arguably going to be disappointed for a team that's that rich. Because they are incredibly rich. And of course had won the Premier League the previous season. Can't argue with the squad that they've got, though. Bernardo Silva still pulling the strings. Frankie de Jong, Zhao Felix, Paolo Dybala and Raheem Sterling still there. And, of course, the leader of the Football Players Union. They are cross-city rivals. Manchester United still managed by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, one of their most successful managers of all time, having delivered plenty of trophies over the course of the past five years. Uh, inspired signing from him, the rejected Barcelona player Usman Dembele. He has turned him into an absolute world beater. Finished third last season, but of course did win the league three years in a row in 2021, 2022 and 2023. You've got to, you've got to say big things are going to come for Manchester United again this season. Unlucky last year to be runner-up in both cup competitions. Um, and what a squad they've got. Mentioned Dembele already. They've got Lotaro Martinez, Marcus Rashford, Jefferson, uh, Kelo Yonge, Anil Alkan. They all got a great side managed by a wonderful manager in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who I have always 
definitely want don't check i have always definitely appreciated and endorsed as man united manager don't look on the internet i've definitely always said he was going to be brilliant and brilliant he was and i've been proven right and that is why i am northwest football writer of the year 2024 newly promoted millsborough up next managed by frank de burr um got a decent side got a decent amount of money but they're middlesbrough they are probably going to struggle in the Premier League if we're brutally, brutally honest. Um, I mean, time will tell, uh, but yeah, I don't necessarily expect the best of things for them. Then on to Newcastle United. Uh, incredibly rich these days, uh, which means they're definitely a threat to the elite of the division. Uh, Julian Le Petigui, uh has Mikael Cuisance uh, pulling the strings for him in his side. Um They've got a good team, it's fair to say. They're always playing in front of a fantastic crowd up at St. James's Park. The fans there have never gone away. All the trials and tribulations, all the problems with ownership, they've still stuck around and never gone away. Every single time they've turned up in their numbers, they've punched horses in the face, they've had the best of times and sometimes the worst of times supporting the team that they hold so dear. And it's it's one of those stadiums that it's just it's worth an extra few points a season uh, playing up there. Uh, Neil Mopé uh, doing a great job up front for them um, and I think that they'll they'll have a decent season once again Norwich City Gerardo Martino's Norwich City up next consistently mid-table team over the course of the last few years in the Premier League cemented their place there spent their money well can't necessarily see them getting relegated this season after a decent 13th place position last year um, Jared Bowen, a very exciting sort of Jamie Vardy-esque striker, kind of potted around at West Ham United, but now he's doing really good things at Norwich. Uh, so you'd expect him to do well again this season. And we have newly promoted Sheffield United. Um, had a few seasons back down in the Championship. Uh, Emmanuel Alguilquil got them promoted last season um, in second place in the Championship. Um They've got some good players. Uh, I don't know if this is necessarily going to be a bit too much for them, but Samuel Yakubu, good player. Ignacio Garcia, uh, Yanataki, Pedri, uh, Jake Kane, Marcus Dewhurst, all decent players. Um, and they've got a decent team spirit. And again, Bramall Lane, hard place for people to go. But are they a big enough team to stay in the Premier League? You'd have to say probably not. Then we come to our champions, our reigning champions. Tottenham Hotspur won their first Premier League title last season uh, under the stewardship of Gerardo Sione. Um, fantastic Swiss manager doing a brilliant job with Tottenham in the same way he did a brilliant job with Watford, managing to win the FA Cup when they were in the championship with them a couple of years ago. Harry Kane, of course, still at Tottenham Hotspur, still their talisman. Um, you have to say as well, not only, of course, did they win the league last year, they won the FA Cup for the second season in a row. Um, so double winners, uh, just as they were back in, I believe, 1961. Uh, Dele Alli's still there. Tange Udumbeli is still there. Dwight McNeil, a fantastic signing for them. Ruben Diaz, Jedson Fernandez. Um, it's not super flashy in terms of the players that they've signed, but just a very well-managed team who went on a very good run last year. Um, and again, I think they'll have another good season this year. Will they be champions? Time will tell. And when I say time will tell, I'm literally going to give you my predictions in a couple of minutes' time. Watford, Marcel Collars, Watford. 
Um, again, I was mentioning that FA Cup uh, one win that they had in 2023. Uh, gone with a Swiss manager again in Marcel Collar, and he's doing a decent job. 11th place last season. Some good signings like Dodo, um, Ryan Newman, Javier Montero. Good team. Um, again, they're not necessarily going to threaten the European places because they're not a big team, but they are going to do all right. West Ham United, uh, managed by Abelardo. Um Won the championship last season. Um, have yo-yo between championship and Premier League uh, in recent seasons. See no reason for that to really stop. Uh, problems with the ownership of the club have meant that it's everything's just a little bit confused down there at the Olympic Stadium. Um, but they still have a good side. Uh, Pablo Fornals has been there for years now and doing a good job. Casper uh, Dolberg, you know, he's a he's a decent player. Robert Skov, decent player. Um, and again. They're a sort of team that they could shock us and manage to finish in the Europa League places, but who knows? You can't predict anything. You really can't. I am going to try in a minute. And then we come to Wolves. Uh, Sergei Semak's Wolves uh, finished in 16th place last season. The glory days of the early couple of years of this uh, of this decade are a little bit behind Wolverhampton Wanderers now. Um, and they've still got a good side. They've still got a lot of Portuguese players in the side. Um, but, you know, there's a good spine there. Alfonso Davies is a good player. Nathan Ake is a good player. Uh, Pedro Neto, good player. So, you know, again, you'd expect them to do all right this season. Um, but, you know, we shall see. Anyway, on to my predictions. This is what I reckon. Uh, top four. I think I'm going to do it in reverse order. In fourth place, I think he's going to be Liverpool. I, I think finishing second last season just devastated them when they thought they were finally going to get that monkey off their back and win the Premier League and it just didn't happen for them um, they have a good side but a new manager I think fourth is probably best for them then in third place I think last year's champions last season's champions Tottenham Hotspur are going to finish <clears throat> in third place again they've not added massively to a very good team um, but other teams have been a bit smarter with their recruitment and have players that have bedded in a bit better. So I think this season, with the distraction of Europe and everything, Spurs are going to finish third. It's going to be close, but they'll finish third. And in second place will be Manchester City. Uh, they have the best striker in the league uh, in Erling Haaland, but I just think they're going to be pipped to the post for the title by Manchester United. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, again, don't go back and look, but I've always said he was the best manager in the division, and I think it's been proven he is the best manager in the division. Um, 100%, absolutely, yes, best manager in the division. Uh, and um, they're going to win the league again. Um, and, and I have to quantify why they're going to win the league again. It's because I'm a journalist and they're Manchester United. I think that's, that's reason enough, right? I think the Europa places will be taken up uh, and whether people win cups or whether it's down to league positions, it will be Newcastle United, Leicester City and possibly Arsenal sneaking in. And I think relegated, Fulham are going to get relegated because Scott Parker, as I mentioned before, is going to get snapped up. It's just going to happen. Uh, West Ham, they're a yo-yo club. I think previous seasons with them having been relegated a couple of times over the last few years, it's likely to happen again. And Sheffield United, I just think this is a step too far for them. Middlesbrough, who came up through the playoffs, I just think have spent a bit more money and will adapt better to the Premier League. Uh, top goal scorer will be Erling Haaland, and uh, player of the season will be Manchester United's Usman Dembele. Anyway, that's the prediction from me, uh, Greg Bell here at Football Futures. Um, I will see you next week 
when we will look at the first week of the Championship, League One and League Two, and look at the latest transfers as we head into a fantastic Premier League season. Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, here, hi, uh, it's me, Jim here, um, Jim Smallman. Uh, I play Greg Bell. Um, if you're confused as to why this voice is the same voice, it's because it is. Um, I'm not good at accents. Um, just to explain how this works, I've realised a lot of people are very starved of football news because there is no football news at the minute because of the coronavirus. So what I decided to do was simulate um, what would happen in football up until the 1st of August 2025 on uh, the wonderful Football Manager game. And this is where we've come out. So now I'm going to put a podcast out every few days that will basically be a little 20-minute news report on what's happening in that league. Um, that's it, really. That's the idea. There'll be some jokes in there, but most of it is based on what is actually happening in the game. So I haven't made any of this stuff up. This is all you can hear notes and that. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Please tell people about it. Um, uh, Greg Bell FF is the Twitter handle. Uh, so just basically point people at that and then tell people if you like this. This is a weird preview episode that won't necessarily work massively well, but I assure you when it actually comes out, it will be quite polished. Honest. Really, it will. Come on, not everything worked well, great overnight. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'll see you later. Ta-ra. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 